Welcome to Commune, a global wellness community and online course platform featuring some of the world's greatest teachers. We are on a mission to inspire, heal, pass down wisdom, and bring the world closer together. This is the Commune Podcast, where each week we explore the ideas and practices that help us live this healthy, connected, and purpose-filled life. You can learn more about our courses, our community, and everything we do at onecommune.com. Okay, so I am experimenting with peppering in some excerpts from Commune courses here on the podcast. We have built such an incredible library of teachers and programs that it seems only logical to leverage this platform as a means to further spread these valuable ideas. Of course, I will continue to feature new interviews and musings as well. Today's episode is an excerpt from Brendan Burchard's Commune course, The Wellness Masterclass, which teaches you how to cultivate long-lasting happiness by addressing your core mindsets and daily habits. Brendan is the world's leading high-performance coach, a three-time New York Times bestselling author, and one of the most watched, quoted, and followed personal development trainers in history. So if you haven't checked him out, I highly recommend signing up for his commune program for free for five days at onecommune.com wellness. Now, this particular lesson addresses the first step to dealing with overwhelm, setting firm boundaries. Boundaries help you prioritize and carve out time to pursue what makes you truly well and allows you to perform at a high level. So if you're struggling with overwhelm, I can certainly empathize, and I hope these 30 minutes of wisdom can help. Hey, my friend, it's Brendan. Welcome to day four of my wellness masterclass. I'm super pumped in this session to talk about one of the biggest challenges people talk about in their own wellness and well-being, which is the concept of overwhelm. It's like, Brendan, I'm usually good, and then so much gets piled onto me from the kids, from my family, from work, from my own expectations for dreams and things I want to make happen in my life. I'm freaking out. I'm stressed out, what should I do? In this session, we're gonna talk about a specific way to deal with that overwhelm, and the next session, we'll be talking specifically about how to deal with the stress of it all. In this session, I wanna cover it in a unique way, and that is maybe help you reframe what's happening sometimes with that feeling of overwhelm and where that comes into play for most people. Now, as you know, I'm a certified high-performance coach, so I spend most of my week working with top level performers who, you know, they got a lot on their plates too. You know, they, they've, they've got career, they got family, they're trying to take care of themselves, they've got expectations or they've got big audiences and, and just like anyone else, they've got to balance all these things or find some kind of equilibrium, even if not balance, so they feel okay for life. And what I've noticed is those who don't feel okay in life because of the demands or the responsibilities, there's almost always one universal culprit, right? Lots of things might be going on, but one thing seems to be there and be part of the problem almost all the time. And I wanna check this with you, so let's do a little exercise here. Is there any area of your life right now where you do feel overwhelmed? Is there like a, a project at work that's kind of freaking you out? 
or is there like a goal, a set of goals you have that you feel like, I just don't know how to go about that? Is there somebody who's just layering on the responsibility when your plate's already full? I want you to think about that situation for a minute. And let's see if we can identify this number one culprit and see if it's true for you. What I found over and over and over and again, what that culprit tends to be for most people, what led up to that overwhelm was the inability to set boundaries proactively or to keep the boundaries. So th this, this is a common concept in like personal development and personal wellness is like, if, if you're not setting boundaries, everyone is gonna load your plate. If you're not setting boundaries, the kids will take all of your time. If you're not setting boundaries, the boss will just keep giving scope creep onto the next project, into the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, and you are gonna be perpetually stressed and overwhelmed. And that is what poisons a lot of people's wellness. They've got this deep well where they feel like, you know what, I I I'm contributing, I'm doing my thing, I'm good at my job, or I like my life, but oh my gosh. I'm wiped out all the time because I'm seeking to serve everyone else's needs. I'm trying to be a people pleaser to take care of everybody else. So I schedule my time to be the caregiver. I schedule my time to be the leader. I schedule my time to be the spouse, the homemaker, and I have nothing left over for me. Because I have nothing left over for me, I don't get to do my passions. I don't get to follow my heart. I don't get to be who I really am. I don't get to live each day excited about the day because all I'm doing is being slave to that desire that I have to please everybody else. And if I decide that I want to please everybody else, they just keep giving and piling it on and piling on. And one day you're just overwhelmed, not just with one project, you're overwhelmed with life. You're overwhelmed with the reality that you're not living true to your own path. And I know that's just a difficult conversation for a lot of people, because I spend my days in lots of the conversations like that. So if that's where you're at, tons of empathy for you, and I'm cheering you on here, but I also have very hopeful news. There's easy ways through that. It doesn't mean that there'll be like uh, easy conversations, but the way out is pretty clear. And so let's talk about some of that things. And the way I'd like to talk about it with you today is by giving a larger sort of philosophical uh, discussion on human nature, and then I'll tell you what to do. But sometimes when you just, you've been overwhelmed for a decade or three or four, or you're really stressed right now, it, it's really, really easy to just want to tactically solve everything with missing the bigger picture. So here's what the bigger picture is. Um, I wrote this book called The Motivation Manifesto. And what I'd done to write that book is I did about a three year sort of exploration to understand how did the great leaders in history deal with times in which there was chaos, turmoil, revolution, overwhelm. Like what, what did they do to cope with that? How did they talk? How did they lead? How did they serve other people? And I learned a lot through that process and ended up writing the Motivation Manifesto sort of based on the tone and the rhetoric that they would use to change. But one thing I learned from them, when they were talking about frustrations that people had, they would always say that, you know what people really want? 
what we all want, what, what really drives our behavior, what really will bring us fulfillment and joy and happiness. One of the things they'd always talk about was this concept called freedom, that we all want a sense of what I call personal freedom. And personal freedom means I have the ability and I sense the freedom in my life to be who I truly want to be, to express who I truly am, and to pursue the things that really matter to me, right? So it's like, I can be who I am and I feel free in that. I feel safe in that. I don't feel like other people are shutting me down. I can do the things that I want to do without other people taking over my agenda, telling me what to do, making me conform, or pushing me to do something I don't want to do. And I feel like that's an important drive for me, that sense of personal freedom. People really, really start feeling unwell in their life when they don't feel the freedom to express who they truly are and to do what they truly desire to do. So what in the world does it have to do with overwhelm? One of the reasons we come into overwhelm and one of the reasons we need to learn to set new boundaries is to ensure that we can be who we want to be and do what we want to do. Because the world conspires to strip those freedoms from us. The world conspires, like society, people, culture, advertisers, marketers, the internets, you know, the goblins on the internets, the trolls. What they want to do is tell you who to be, and they want to tell you who you are being is not sufficient, not good, not positive, not awesome, not beautiful, so they smash you down. I know you've been subject to this kind of judgment before. And by them kind of encroaching into your space, telling you who you're supposed to be, your sense of freedom in life you don't feel that anymore. You feel boxed in. Like you've got to meet the expectations of other people. Then if you let other people tell you what to do all the time or you get trapped into that cycle of people pleasing, you end up spending most of your day doing things that you're not passionate about. And now that sense of freedom in life is constrained because you feel like, ugh, obligations, right? There's passions, there's joys, there's art, there's fulfillment, and then there's straight up dirty obligations, like things that you don't wanna do. You're just like, this sucks. It makes you bemoan the journey. Like the opposite of freedom is bemoaning the journey. It's like, oh, do I really have to do this again? I hate doing this. And think about that, because if you hate doing something, you know, I think there's a, a spiritual precept that says, whatever you apply hate to quickly dies. So if, if at work you're always doing things that you hate, that passion for your career dies. If you hate part of the process that is required for you to succeed in your field or your career, and you hate that one part of the process, hating that one process will quickly kill the passion for the overall field, right? The overall effort. So what does this have to do with what we're talking about with wellness? It has to do with the fact that if we don't protect your ability to express who you are and be who you are, and if we don't protect your time so that you can do things that you really care about, the world will eat away at those two things. You will end up living someone else's life and doing everything else for everybody else and never for yourself. And guess what that does? It poisons your mental well-being. It poisons the well. And now you're not being, right, well-being. You're not being who you are. 
and you're not doing the things that you're passionate about. And after a period of time, that starts just corroding on your psyche. And now you're waking up and you're just like, ugh, your energy goes away. Ugh, your motivation goes away. And now you don't even know why. And it's because you didn't understand that overall philosophy is like, whoa, it is really important that I protect my ability to express who I really am. And I protect my ability to do things I'm passionate about. So how do you protect those two things? You set boundaries around them. And that's so hard for people to do. It takes courage, it takes real explicit communication, and it takes an unbelievable level of consistency. I mean, I know that personally. The number of people who tell me I'm not good enough or smart enough or they don't like my shirt on a video, it numbers like in the millions per week. I'm not kidding, like the number of DMs that I get and the number of comments that I get. You know, we have five million plus folks on Facebook who follow us, uh, over a quarter of a million, or, no, 250 million video views. You know, I, I get a lot of feedback, trust me, that tells me, hate what you wear, hate how you look, your hair is stupid, you know, <laughs> I hate the way that you talk, I hate, I mean, every day, every day I could be bound into somebody else's conception of me or I can protect my peace and I can protect and set boundaries and tell people who I am and set that intention out there and express that over and over. There will be haters, but if I don't continue to express that, in that silence grows suffering. When you don't express who you truly are, that silence of self becomes suffering and it steals away from your well-being. And now, you're not performing so well at work. Now, you're not yourself in your relationship, so there's no real authenticity and intimacy there. The consequences are pretty dire. So how do we do those things? How do we actually set those boundaries? Well, let me give you a way to think about it. Remember, I say that sort of the main motivation, the main drive of us as humans, one of the main drives outside of like love and connection are those two things the ability to express who I truly am and pursue the things I truly desire. So here's what we have to do to double check your wellness right now. Is there anyone in your life who you feel is constraining your ability to express who you truly are? Does your family, your friends, your loved ones, do, do they know who you truly are trying to be? Do, do they know what you truly want? Have you given yourself permission to express those things? It's a tough question. Is there someone in your life who's not, in your opinion, allowing you to express who you really are? And I'm gonna ask you to do the hardest thing in the world. I'm gonna ask you to talk to them today. I'm gonna ask you to talk to them today because as we talked about in the last session, you can avoid it or you can neglect it or you can, try, you can try to improve it. And I know it's easy to say, well, I've tried it with them before, Brendan, a million times. I'm like, great, let's go for one million and one times, but try to change the approach. And here's the approach for setting that boundary. It's very simple. It's to say to someone, it's like, hey, we're in a conversation or when we're in relationship, when, when you say this to me, I feel like this and I shut down. And I really want to be able to be myself around you. So I have a request. Could you not say that?
could you not do that? Because I'm feeling like I'm not myself, so I can't connect with you. Because I feel sometimes judged, or I feel sometimes shut down, and that's not helping our relationship. So do you have a minute to talk about that? That's terrifying. And if you don't do it, you will end up regretful in your life. You have the difficult conversation now, or you end up regretful later. And that's option A, and that's option B. And no one likes when I say that. But isn't it true? The option A, express it, talk, fix that situation. Option B, avoid it and lead to regret. And I don't want that for you. And I know this is a difficult conversation for people to have. And trust me, I've had to coach through it a lot where I talk with a spouse and she feels like her husband doesn't support her dreams or her time or her wellness. Or I talk with a senior manager and she feels like the team or the boss is always piling it on. And the only way out of that is for her to take action in that situation and to no longer allow it to have that dialogue and let people know, hey, this is too much, or I don't like this, or this doesn't work for me. If we don't have the difficult conversations of life, we end up living somebody else's life. And so I'm cheering you on. You invested in this course, in this program, to face life head on and improve your wellness. And this is one of the great breakthroughs in every person I've ever met. Their great breakthroughs always come from having that hard discussion and setting boundaries. So boundary number one is to identify where you don't feel like you can express yourself or be who you truly are. And basically, in some kind of concept, in some type of way, uh, forgive my high school-ish here, but in some kind of high school way uh, with more maturity to be able to say something as simple as, hey, let me be me here. Is there someone in your life you need to say, hey, let me be me. Let me do my thing. Let me follow my own path. It's, it's important because when you don't, you feel miserable. I'll give you an example from my own career. Like uh, uh, one time I was uh, doing a, a big event with Tony Robbins at like the Meadowlands in New Jersey, which is like this big arena, right? And I had never spoken yet on his stage. He'd been on my stage, but I had not been on his stage. And I was super nervous because Tony's a great friend, big mentor, I've known him for a long time. I want to do a good job for him on the stage. He's got like 2,800 people in this arena and I'm supposed to go on stage and kind of go through there a little bit of outline that he and I had prepared and then make this offer of this program that people could enroll in. Lots of expectations. I go there, I'm backstage. All of his team, lots of the people who, who, who want to protect him and his brand and his name and this event start coming up to me and say, Brendan, don't say this, don't do that, don't walk over there, don't be like this, our audience is like this. And literally, like 10, 15 people over the course of an hour, like don't, 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 don't do this, don't be that, don't do this. By the time I got out on stage, I didn't know what I could do or who I was or what planet I was on. And I gave a, 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 like a speech and a performance that for me was like, I felt like it was level of like three out of my 10. And I was so upset and I was so frustrated. It went fine, it was okay. But afterwards, uh, Tony and I were sitting kind of debriefing it. And he's like, how do you feel like it went, brother? And I was like, what? I don't, you know, man, wasn't feeling, it wasn't, wasn't my best. And he asked why. And I told him that, you know, all these people were giving voice to what I should do, who I should be, what I shouldn't. And he gave me some great coaching. He said, listen, man, you never allow someone to tell you who to be ever again. He said, I've been on stages where they tell me, Tony, don't clap. 
Tony, don't make them stand up. Tony, don't make them have fun. They're too serious. And he goes, I go out and do it anyway. He says, because at the end of your day, you're gonna evaluate whether or not you lived your life or someone else's rules. And it was great coaching. And it was like, you're right, man. I failed to express them and say, I appreciate what you're saying, but my style is this. And it's my, it's my butt on the line on that stage. I do it like this. This is the way that I go about things and we need to find a way. Like instead of just accepting, because everyone's gonna tell you the rules. Everyone's gonna tell you what to do, but you need to express, no, this is my style. This is what I do. And if you don't do that, you start, I'm telling you, you just gotta get a little, your identity starts getting all these little snips and bites from other people. And then one day you are gone. So who? Do you need to have the conversation with that essentially says, hey man, let me be me. Is it your spouse? Is it your partner? Is it the boss? Is it somebody that the next time they go to tell you who to be, you're going to trigger and remember, well, that, that Brendan Burchard told me I better speak up for myself. And you know what? If you speak up for yourself, could it create conflict? Yes. Should you anticipate it will create conflict? Yes. So in that moment, you stand in your truth and you stand in your power and you still stand up for yourself. Because one of the reasons people don't have a great sense of wellness and well-being in their life is they never gave themselves permission to speak up for themselves. They never gave themselves permission to be who they truly are. Because in some ways, their self-worth was low. Why was their self-worth low? Because too many times in life, they let others lower their self-worth without them speaking up for themselves. And so this becomes sort of this cycle. Don't speak up for yourself, self-worth lower. Self-worth lower, don't speak up for self. Self-worth lower, don't speak up for yourself, don't speak up for yourself, self-worth lower. You need to grant yourself permission this day right here now, and you need to find a reason why, and you need to commit to it. Why are you going to share with other people why it's important that you can be who you are? Setting a boundary in real life is telling somebody, I'm sorry, that's not me. I'm sorry, I don't think that way. I'm sorry, I won't do that. I'm sorry, this is who I am and how I do things. This is what I value. Speaking up, that's setting a boundary. All setting of boundaries happen verbally. You, there's no such thing as setting a boundary by insinuation or hinting. And that's what we try to do. You try to hint at somebody, hey, you know, uh, and you kind of glide around the topic, but you don't say it. Explicit communication. Like that is the way that you set that boundary. I know it's hard, but you sign up this course because you're willing to do the hard work to improve your life. The other area to set a boundary in, if the main human drives are to express who we truly are and to do the things that we deeply desire to do is you've got to identify the areas of your life where you're not doing what you want to do enough so that you feel fulfilled and a sense of engagement and meaning. So here's the question. Is there somebody in your life where you need to say, hey man, let me do my thing. Let me do this. That might mean at work, you finally say to your boss, hey, you know what? There's a project I really wanted to start. Instead of you sitting there waiting or taking every other thing that the boss shovels onto your plate, you say, you know what? Um, can we have a conversation? 
I do want to be a great contributor here. I want to make a great difference. I love taking on these projects and I know I'm trying to be helpful and everything, but my heart, my passion, the thing I'd really love to do here looks like this. Could, could we have a conversation about how ultimately I can move into that or I could do that? I'm happy to help here, but this is where I think I can make the great difference. If, if you've never said that in your career, you don't have a career. If you don't lay out what you expect, dream of desire at work, no one's gonna figure it out and build that for you. You build your career. Well, the same thing happens in every other area of our life. We've gotta be explicit with people to share what you want. I can't tell you how many people I've, I've coached to work with who said, well, Brennan, my parents wanted me to be a lawyer and I decided to be a dancer. And that's when I became happy. Well, Brendan, everyone told me, you know, I had to be loud and obnoxious, but I was truly an introverted person. And I decided to do my own art. And that's when I became happy. We become happy when we are who we really want to be. And we are doing what really resonates and aligns with our values and our heart. And it requires explicit communication. So I really genuinely want you to identify who do you need to have that conversation with? in your career or your mission or what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis. That might not even, if you don't have a career or mission, you stay at home, okay. Does your spouse know the activities around your house that you wanna do versus what you feel obligated to do? I worked with this one person one time and in his household, he always did the laundry, which is amazing, I know. But he always did the laundry. He hated the laundry and he would complain about this. And this came up over and over and he felt like, he would do like these weird like backhanded comments or passive aggressiveness in the household because he felt like he shouldn't, he's above that and he didn't want to do that and he just hated it. I said, have you ever had the conversation? Well, she should know. She should know? No, no one should know anything that's going on in your brain. There's, they, they have no x-ray into your thoughts. You have to lay them out for people. Your explicit communication is the thing that safeguards your wellness. Your wellness can be compromised in every other angle. But when you draw a circle around that wellness with explicit communication saying, I'm about this, I want that, I desire that, that's safeguarding your wellness. Will some people cross the boundaries? Absolutely, and when they do, you call it out. You go, hey, listen, I, I understand that this is important to you, but for me, this is what's important. I, I want to help here and I can over the short term, but ultimately I need to transition to doing this. Like I'm trying, this is about you taking back your life. Because when you feel like you don't have your life, when you don't feel like you have freedom in your life, isn't that the opposite of wellness? Doesn't that show up in every area of your life? This is why this is an important topic. And so what I want you to do is like think about what I'm talking about in a roundabout way is like three gateways to setting these boundaries. The first gateway is giving yourself permission to do it. Like if, if we're gonna ever get there, we gotta unlock it and go, you, know what? you deserve to live the life that you desire. You deserve to be who you want to be. You deserve to do the things that you care about. And I can't give that to you. If you've been waiting for the universe of the world to give it, it's like, Wow, 
permission granted, my friend. You know, it's like at some point you've got to give yourself permission. I can't give you the permission, but if you needed it, I just did. If you need the universe to do it, it just showed up in serendipity today. Wow, the universe made me listen to this weird video from this kid, Brendan, and hot dog, I'm going to give myself some permission. If you needed permission, you're the only grantor, my friend. Give it to yourself today. Gate one is permission. Gate two, requests. Explicit requests for who you want to be and what you want to do, okay? And then the third thing that most people don't think about with boundaries is a little old productivity secret called block time. What does this mean? You need to block in your schedule, in your calendar, on your phone, time in which you are doing the things that matter most to you. Most people, the reason they feel like their boundaries are always broken that when I actually sit down with them, no, the issue isn't that their boundaries are broken. It's that they never set any blocks of time to do the things that they wanted to do. Meaning they were always in reactive mode, not strategic mode. Like when you have great wellness, it shows up on your calendar. I can see that you've blocked some time to do that workout that's important to you. I can see that you've blocked some time to do that art project or that hobby or that side hustle or that learning thing that's important to you. And most people who feel like their boundaries are broken all the time also happen to be the people who rarely set boundaries of the time of the day that they do things. So there's like, oh, Brendan, email's stealing my life. I'm like, email is stealing your life? Yeah, it's all the time. I'm like, well, how about you set a little block of time here to do your email? and then a block of time to do things that matter, and then a block of time to do email, and then a block of time to do things that matter. In other words, you need to protect your time and set boundaries around time. Because the first one I talked about, permission, that's psychological, right? Request, that's social. The third one, block time, that is the most tactical way to guarantee that you feel like you are on path in your life. Like if you looked at my calendar, there's blocks of time where I'm doing the things that are important to me. No one gave me permission. I didn't have to ask for it. I took it. I own that day. I own my dream. I own that block of time. This is what's going to happen. If you're not scheduling things out, what you're doing is you're leaving time to randomness. And in the vacuum of randomness, everyone will pile on. And when they pile on, babe, that's when you're overwhelmed. So I got to tell you, it's time to block the time. It's time to realize that your freedom also lies in your discipline to schedule your time so that you feel like you do have freedom in your life because you're doing the things that matter for you before you have to please everybody else, before you have to say yes to the things that maybe you don't want to do exactly right now, before you have to live that person's thing, you get to do you because you put it in the calendar and you showed up for yourself. It's tactical. A boundary is a boundary around a block of an hour, a block of two hours, a block of three hours, where you say nothing but my goal or my dream happens in this hour or in this two hours or in this three hours. Nothing happens. I don't reply to emails. I don't look at DMs. I'm not on social media. I'm not down the wormhole of YouTube. In this two hours or this three hours, I make my dreams come true because that's making you captain of your fate. That is putting you in the driver's seat of your destiny. And when you are in the driver's seat of your destiny, you feel that human motivation called personal freedom. And in that freedom, your wellness flourishes. I hope you like this session, y'all. It's a little bit of a fire up session. It's a difficult session. 
and it's a challenging session. I want you to have the conversations. I want you to realize it will be challenging, it will be difficult, but if you don't face the challenge, if you don't endure the difficulty, you don't get the transformations. You came here to grow. So, if you came here to grow, face it, deal with it, make the request, block the time, and start living your own life because you deserve it. So what'd you learn? What was the session? What was the fire up point? What was the aha? What was the breakthrough? Please share what you're struggling with, but also what you're committing to. What, what conversation are you going to go have now? Just share that with the community. Like, hey, I'm going to finally have this conversation with my husband. Here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to talk with the boss. Here's what I'm going to say. Next time they ask me this, I'm going to say that. Like, set that pole in the ground that today is the day that you reclaim your personal freedom. Share it with us so you inspire us. And then I'll see you in the next session. That was an excerpt from Brendan Burchard's Commune course, The Wellness Masterclass. Go to onecommune.com wellness to watch this course for free for five days. I'm your host, Jeff Krasno. Thanks for listening to The Commune Podcast.